Thank you, Chad. Appreciate that very much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so we get a real, real treat uh, now. Jane Hyde is a missionary. She runs the Ark in Ukraine. And uh, she's just here from Ukraine, so she is uh, an anointed missionary. We've been part of support for her for many, many years. She's a great, great friend of TLC. And uh, I think she's got a word for you today. And it's, it's obvious that uh, God wants to speak through her. She's an anointed and gifted person. And uh, I invite uh, Jane to come and share with us. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. Get myself situated. Isn't that how you say it in the South? Situated? <laughs> it's good to be here. Um, yeah, it's good to be had. I mean, good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been in the States for like uh, four days now, so I'm pretty fresh from Kiev. And just to give you an update of what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening, most importantly, at the Ark with God's children. Amen? Amen. All right. In Ukraine, right now, there's a lot of fighting in the East. I'm sure you've read about that. But we don't know what's going to happen, what Putin wants to do. We know he wants to take over Europe, but, you know, I keep praying Proverbs 20, verse 1. God holds the king, the king holds the hearts in his hands and he turns it like the waterways. So God can still turn Putin's heart to leave Ukraine alone. Okay, enough of that or I'll start crying. <clears throat> Very dear to my heart. At the ark, they are ready <clears throat> if they have to leave. Uh, we've got backpacks, we've got, uh, what do they call those military ration kits, whatever, we got those. Yeah, the sea rations, yeah. Whatever. We got them packed. We got five days worth in case we lose power. So there's a contingency plan. Where they'll go if they start bombing in Kiev, I don't know. But we're praying that that's not going to happen. So the kids don't know everything that's going on. And we purposely did that. Because they don't need any more emotional trauma than they've already had. Amen? And <clears throat> God's been doing some amazing things with our kids. Just last week, one of our caregivers came to me, well, actually one of our teachers, she came to me and she said, I've got to tell you something. I'm like, okay. One of our boys came to her, and he's only been with us for a couple, a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, who's an awesome piano player. Let me just tell you, this kid is super talented. If you saw my Facebook post where he started playing the hymn of Ukraine, that's him. But he came to us and he didn't know the Lord. And he came from a very abusive and sad situation with his mother. <clears throat> and he came and he's been watching people. It's pollen season, people. <laughs> he's been watching people and wondering. And he hears the devotions and he hears the prayers and hears everything that's going on. He came to her last, last week and said, I want to know how I can have Jesus. And she led him in a prayer, and you could tell he had tears in his eyes. She told me he had tears in his eyes, and he wanted to know who the Lord was. And he's got a, he's got a small physical issue, and he said, can we just pray right now that Jesus will heal this? 
So, I mean, he, he jumped in with faith with both feet. He's, six, he's 16, and he's just an amazing kid, an amazing musician. The guy has got talent. He's really got talent. And then right before that happened, we had two of our kids get adopted by a Ukrainian family. Hallelujah. It's a brother and sister. I'll miss them tremendously. Uh, Vera has been one of my favorites of all the girls that was there, even though she could never say my name right. That was always Jan, Jan. I thought, how does she know my middle name's Ann? Jane Ann. I am Jane Ann, but she kept saying Jan. <laughs> but it just tickled me. She would always want to come and walk and sit and talk with me. She's just a peach and her brother. So praise the Lord, they are in a family. And that's our whole goal. So pray for the rest of our kids that God will raise up families for them because that's his desire. Amen? All right. So I, let's move on. Yes? If you have any questions afterwards about the ark, I'm happy to answer any questions. Just keep praying for us and praying for the safety of the country. I have been living for the last month, well, we've been living in the terrors and the threats of war for the last month. I've been living in my spirit in Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. How many of you have memorized Psalm 23? Oh, good. Then we can all say it together. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You, my my cup overflows surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever the lord is my shepherd let's pray quick father god i just ask for you to speak to us speak through me lord your words not my words your presence your peace you are our good shepherd and we love you in Jesus name do you know in the Bible there's over 500 references to sheep over 500 I, I started looking them all up I'm like I, I've still I haven't found them all but there's over 500 references and I found some interesting facts about sheep that you may or may not know are you ready sheep have a tendency to move out of the dark into well-lit areas hello Hello? We move out of darkness, sin, and whatever into well-lit areas. The body of Christ, home groups, fellowship. They have a tendency to move uphill when they are disturbed. <clears throat> uphill. So what does that equate to for us? Uphill. They can see behind themselves without turning their heads. Uh-huh, bet you didn't know that one, did you? We can't do that, but if we have discernment, we can see what's coming up behind us if we're listening to the Holy Spirit without turning our head to see what it is. 
Amen? They have a natural inclination to follow a leader to new pastures. Think about that one for a minute. A natural inclination to follow a leader to new pastures. Now, I know there's been some changes here at TLC, and you have a new pastor, Pastor Louie, who may be leading you to different pastures, along with Pastor Ramona. Who knows what God's going to do? But we're sheep, and so you better have that natural inclination to follow these two leaders. Amen? Amen? Sheep are usually silent when they're in pain. Oh, we don't do that as believers. No, when we're in pain, we got to tell everybody about it. Or else they'll come and ask us and we'll say, are you, how are you doing? Oh, praise the Lord, everything's wonderful. But on the inside, they're going, I'm dying. Sound a little familiar? Sheep become stressed when they're isolated. Hello, how many of us have lived through isolation, through the quarantine and whatever, and you don't get to see anybody, talk to anybody, hug anybody's necks, all this COVID stuff that's been going on. Did we get stressed over that? Oh, yes. I tell you, so many times, we just got off a quarantine at the Ark. One of our kids came back from school, bless her heart, brought COVID back to the kids, brought back to some of the staff. So... We were in quarantine for a couple of weeks. Sheep cannot feed themselves. Hello? They need to be led and fed. And that is the job of the shepherd. Uh Uh-huh. Think about it. They need to be led and fed by the shepherd. Now, who is our shepherd? Jesus. But we have shepherds here on this earth in our pastoral staff and leaders. Amen? I love John John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is our good shepherd. So how do shepherds keep their flocks intact and protect them from predators and guide them? They take that rod and they beat the snot out of them, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) I got the snot beat out of me a few times by my parents' rod, you know. (laughs) And did that ever make me happy? Never. How do they, how do, how, how, how do, how do they keep the flocks intact? They use the rod to keep the enemy away. That's what the shepherd uses that staff and that rod for was to defend the sheep from the enemy. I love the verse, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Imagine this. You've got enemies all around you trying to attack you, but there is this beautiful banquet table, beautiful white linen tablecloth, candles, flowers in the middle, And who's sitting at the head of the table? Jesus. And there's one chair, one chair there left for you, for us, for me, to come sit at that table with him in the presence of my enemies that are all around me. We had a situation at the Ark back in 2011 when the prosecutor 
said that we bought the property illegally and they're going to take the property away from us. Maybe some of you remember that. We prayed for a long time for God was victorious in that. We knew that he would be. But let me just tell you, I felt like I had enemies around me 360 degrees. And the biggest enemy was within, within me, was fear that this was really going to happen. And fear is powerful. I had a friend one time said, oh, you know, I just have a fear of heights. I said, oh, no, you don't. You have a fear that you're going to fall and die. <laughs> Someone else said, I don't know how you fly all the time. I'm afraid of flying. I said, no, you're not. You're not afraid of flying. You're afraid the plane's going to crash and you're going to die. You're afraid of dying. Let's get real. All these fears that we say that we're afraid of this and afraid of that, what is it really? And I'm talking to myself because I've had to really work through the fear of dying. Yeah. So, all this court case is going on and fear is raging in me and I realized I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus I'm not sitting at that table because I'm listening I'm walking around the circle where all the enemies are and listening to them well you know maybe that's going to take it well you know well you know and it was a real thing and then I thought well, if it does happen and we do lose the case, what am I going to do? They take the property away. I don't have a ministry. Do you hear the I all the time? I, I, I. How am I going to go back home and tell people I don't, I'm not doing anything now? Uh-huh. How am I going to ever go back to different churches, even come here to TLC and say, well... I'm done. Got any openings? But it was still I and that fear. And I wasn't sitting at that table with Jesus. But I also had it mixed up. I wasn't a sheep. I was shepherding Jane. I was shepherding myself. I know none of you have ever done that. You all are sheep. You are perfect sheep. It's following the shepherd. It's, it's just my weakness that I was shepherding myself and being my own boss and fearing like nobody's business. But that God brought me back to Psalm 23. Psalm 23 has just become so ingrained in me. And it's only six verses. Six verses, but there's so much there that God wants us to learn. That he is our good shepherd. It doesn't matter what we're going through, where we've been, where we're going, any, nothing. But just, I hope you can really understand and get that word picture of the banqueting table. I wish I had a table up here. I could have thought of that. A white tablecloth and Jesus sitting there. I don't want to make the same mistake again, but I am also a sheep. So I'd like to show you a short little video clip.
How many of us can say, been there, done that? <laughs> Jesus sets us free. We, we get out of a situation. We hop right along. Life's going great. And what do we do? We put ourselves right back where we were. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. This was actually filmed in Ukraine. I sent Sharon the uh, uh, one without the audio. But the <laughs> I can watch that thing over and over because I, I just say, you know, they should have said that's Jane up there. <laughs> The audio on the, on the other version is um, all in Russian. So and I did some digging and found out it was done in, in uh, southern Ukraine, where that a sheep farm. But how many of us do that? God sets us free, we, and we say, I'm never going to do that again. Oh, no, I'm never going to do that again. You know, after I had to start dealing with fear, and I said, Lord, I'm never going to be afraid again. Well, that was a dumb thing to say. Because it wasn't, but two days later, something happened, and I was like, oh, no, have I got a tumor in my head? Oh, no, I got a terrible headache. What's wrong? And I was like, and you panic. And I found that I have left the banqueting table. So think about this verse. It's verse number, I should have written it down. Five. You prepare a table before me in the presence, not in the absence, but in the presence of my enemies. And you've anointed my head with oil. In the presence of my enemies. He's prepared that table for us and invites us to come and dine. And I think there's a couple ways we can come and dine. By worship. Worship when you're one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. I close my door every day and spend 30 to 45 minutes in prayer and worship. And my little doggy, my little Bailey Maltese, she, little puppy, she jumps up in my lap and just lays there and looks at me while I'm reading the word and praying. But I spend time and listening and worshiping with him. The other way is public worship right here at church. Joining in and opening up our hearts and saying, yay, God, I love you. I worship you. When we do that, we're coming to his table that he's prepared for us. And he, what does he do? When, we come, when, when you come to a table, what do you generally do? Eat. I mean, Lord knows I do plenty of that. We eat. And in this, we eat spiritual food. We eat what the shepherd is bringing to his sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. And I think their shepherd should be capital S, Jesus, and little s, our pastors. Capital S, little s. They're our shepherds. And we are sheep. And sheep, you know, are really stupid. They really, they, they, I mean, obviously, I mean that video. I mean, sheep are really dumb. When I lived on a farm, when I was about 16, I lived on a farm because I ran away from home when I was 15. That's another story, another sermon, different time, later day. <laughs> I lived on this farm, and my, my job was to feed the sheep. There was 16 sheep in the pasture, and boy, I tell you, they leave their mess everywhere. I had to, they said, wear boots, and I said, no, nah, I don't need to wear boots when I go out there. I'm good. I got my shoes on. <laughs> Threw those shoes away. Uh, <clears throat> my job was to feed the sheep. And you know, if a sheep falls down, and then there's the verse, why are you so cast down, O oh my soul? Who is David talking about? 
He's talking about sheep, I believe. Because when a sheep falls over on his side, he can't get up. Cannot get up. They are so water-filled. They're like more than 70% water. They cannot get up. And so the sheep, they call the sheep then is cast. That's the, the term that they use. You, the shepherd has got to come gently stand the sheep back up so they can keep on going. Is it any wonder, any, was God just so brilliant to call us sheep? I mean, he didn't call us cows or pigs. Thank God he didn't call us pigs. <laughs> he called us sheep. And we are the sheep of his pasture. And he's our good shepherd. I love Psalm 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord himself is God. No. Don't think. He said, David says, know that the Lord himself is God. And it is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I read that verse and I thought, oh, not we ourselves. All this time I thought I did a pretty good job. Not so good. We are the sheep of his pasture. And then there's Psalm 79, 13. So we, your people, and again, David repeats himself, the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to you forever. To all generations, we will tell of your praise. So that's what we've got to pass down. The praise and the thanks of the Lord to others, that he is our good shepherd. You know, you shear sheep usually once a year, and it is a job. I've done it just a little bit because it was too hard for me when I was younger. It's, 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 and you got to be really careful because when you're taking that razor into their bodies and trying to get that wool off, if you gouge it too deep, you've made a big mess, and that sheep's going to bleed a lot. And then the wool all around it is worthless because it's been stained. Because it's white, 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 well, dirty white because they've been, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be cleaned. But it is a hard job. And I think sometimes, God, you call us sheep and we're woolly special to you. Come on, come on, come on. I know, just kind of hoofing it around there. Oh, I'll quit. <clears throat> we are very special to him. And what is our wool that is on us? Yeah, it's a bad joke. Yeah, sorry, I thank you. <laughs> what is the wool? Do we once a year have to shed wool as, as human sheep? What is the wool? It's the changes that God wants to make in us. Constantly shedding the old and learning the new and becoming more like the shepherd, which is all of our goals, to be like him. And then he says, Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. How many days? No matter what. All the days of our life. And here's the best part. 
We don't need to have fear of death because we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We ain't dying. We're just changing. We're just, you're just staying in a change of address. <laughs> just going on to a new place. So I want to encourage you. Read over Psalm 23 and ask the Lord, how do you want this to change me? How do you want me to be more like the shepherd? How do I need to change? Because that's his business, to change us. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We, all of us, are the sheep of his pasture. His people and the sheep of his pasture. We are good sheep led by the good shepherd. Amen? Amen. Pastor Louie. Amen. Amen. Jane, thank you for being with us today. I want to pray with you also. I want to pray. I'd like to pray with you. Yes. Uh, let's pray with Jane right now. Dear Father, we, uh, we acknowledge you and all that you have done in her life. And Father, she acknowledges you. So right now, Father, what we do is we speak away and we decree and declare victory in her life and all that she touches and all those around her at the ark, oh God. Father, I know that you have had the power to change rulers, evil rulers' lives. You've been able to do that through the centuries, God, and we speak that right now to Vladimir Putin. And Father, we, uh, we decree and declare that the battle is yours. It's not ours. That the battle is yours. And Father, over Jane right now and over the ark, we... Uh, we speak a hedge of protection that those ministering angels that would be there would just be so ever-present, Father, and the same ones that Gehazi couldn't see, Father, that you would make them visible right now to all those there so that fear and anxiety, depression, uh, the thought of loss would be gone. And, Father, we bless Jane as she, uh, as she endeavors and as she works, Father. We bless her in your name, and we bless through her and in her your Holy Spirit, and I mean a warrior spirit, the heavenly host of God, that she will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil and that she will be able to be strong and faithful and, Father, that she would not fear. And, and, and I thank you for that in Jesus' name. I thank you for the example she's done today and the rest we have in Jesus' name. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Give me, there you go. Kiss me and hug me anytime you want. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, so we thank Jane for uh, coming today. Rhonda, are you gonna, you guys coming up? Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this today. We're going to continue with, uh, with some song. And I want you to know that uh, I want to prep you for next week. Next week the message is going to be on grudges. Now I know that nobody here. It's ever held a grudge. And those things that come with grudges. I'm going to speak out of the Word of God on that next week on grudges. And I think you'll be uh, enlightened and uh, relieved and released. And so I thank you now. And uh, glad you guys could come. Again, thank you for working through uh, this service today. It's been an unusual service. And we just uh, praise God that everything turned out right. We praise him, his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs>